our order of service is uh, page 260, and, um, and right off the bat, the choir uh, has an anthem to sing, and so we'll begin with them. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
please be seated for the readings. The first reading is from the 33rd chapter of Ezekiel. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you wicked person, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade them from their ways. That wicked person will die for their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person to turn from their ways, and they do not do so, they will die for their sins, though you yourself will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, the hymn is, is the insert in the boat. Thirteenth chapter of Romans. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except what 
which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is reveling against what God has instituted. And those who do not who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right. But for those who do wrong, do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then what is right and you uh, then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for, you, for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for the rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit the, to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of coincidence. This is also why you pay taxes for the authorities of God's servants who give their full time to governing, give everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If you, if revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding except the, uh, the con continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourselves. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfillment of law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel is from St. Matthew 18, beginning at the first verse. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world, because the things that cause people to stumble, such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble and cut it off and throw it, uh, cut it off and throw it away, it is better for you to enter the life, uh, life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown in eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hill and go look for the one that has wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about the one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any one of these little ones should perish. If your brother or sister sins, go and point, it out, point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen, even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, that if two of you agree on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done to, for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I, I am with them. This is the gospel of the Lord. We continue with the responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house in the place where your glory dwells. The Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. 
You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We continue with the hymn of the day, hymn 725. Please be seated. mercy and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, and, and, and so it happens on the way to, uh, well, I was going to say on the way to work. Uh, well, for me, it kind of is on the way to work, on the way to church, on the way to, to worship this morning. Um, I, I saw, uh, uh, well, I saw the law enforcement officer um, on, the, on the side of the, of the road and uh, quickly checked my speedometer because, well, you know, uh, that's just what we do, right? 
unless we're one of those people who are going so slow that people are honking at us and and then, then maybe we might even speed up because I think you can get a ticket for going too slow. But at any rate, that's usually not my problem. Um, so I checked my speed limit and I thought, okay, well, I'm fine. And, um, and I'm driving down uh, the highway more and he takes off and he moves over to... Uh, and he's a little bit behind me, moves over to, but he's moving over to the same lane that I'm in. So I move over to, you know, to make sure that, you know, is it me? Surely it's not me. Cause I, you know, cause I was doing fine and, uh, surely it wasn't me. Uh, so he followed another, uh, car for a little bit and then the lights came on and then that person exited off the, the overpass and probably got a ticket, I'm guessing. They got a ticket for going too fast. Um, what was all that f fear that I had? I, I, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes we have uh, fear, and, and we shouldn't have fear. And uh, I don't know where that comes from. Because when I read Scripture today, I read that if, it, uh, if, uh, if I do what is right, then um, uh, I shouldn't fear the authorities. But I suppose uh, nowadays we do talk about fear uh, because maybe there's a lack of trust. Uh, trust is being broken. Uh, certain people use their positions to, uh, to bolster themselves and not, uh, and, and not uphold the law. So there's a little bit of that maybe uh, in there. Uh, mistakes, people can make mistakes. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons we might find that. And that happens in this world, does it not? People make mistakes. By a stroke of a pen, uh, you can be under some investigation, the police department, you know, with the time. Oh, my goodness, they're, they're uh, always uh, after the police to keep your time right. And then sometimes somebody will get investigated because somebody down the chain of records uh, just wasn't paying attention and and, um, and that person has more time than they should on their ticket and on their, uh, on their time card or whatever it is. And, um, and uh, they get looked at real close because, uh, uh, because that's in the spotlight. And um, so there's lots and lots of discussion about those kinds of things, even amongst law enforcement officers, because they have people over them and those people have people over them. And... Uh, the people that are over us, we elect. And sometimes we may not elect the right person, but then what are we doing re-electing them? I don't know. Maybe we don't. Anyway, when we talk about Scripture today, how God says that He's in authority, uh, some people may have a misunderstanding that, uh, that, that uh, God's going to let the best candidate win. Not always the case, is it? Um, sometimes people do uh, get in charge who shouldn't be in charge. And sometimes uh, we can kind of lose focus on certain things. But we have God's Word that's very, very clear. And it really, it puts the onus on us to follow authority. But it puts the onus on the authority to bear the sword knowing that God is the one who 
uh, who holds the total authority. It did happen uh, in another place. Uh, I was a, a police chaplain, and uh, I got a phone call that, um, that a police officer had shot a person, and, um, and that it was a very kind of a sad thing because the person uh, had, the police officer had kind of talked that person down, and right uh, when things could have happened in the, in the right benefits, another partner came zooming up and, and got out of the vehicle, and that set that person off again, and the police officer had no uh, choice but to, but to shoot um, this, this uh, individual. And the question he asked me was, what does God think about what I just did? And we didn't know that that, whether that person was alive or, or, or not. And I think that person did survive, but to what state, I don't know. But that's a good question. And I think God gave me the answer, because I, I wasn't carrying my catechism or anything like that, and... and uh, but I can tell you this, that it is in the catechism. There's the kingdom of the right and the kingdom of the left. The kingdom of the right involves God's kingdom, Jesus, who's an authority. The kingdom of the left is the civil authority, like that police officer who pulled a person over this morning. And uh, maybe they're probably done getting their ticket written and they're on their way uh, now. But now they've got to pay the piper, Right? And the two really should not interfere. Uh, like I mentioned one time uh, earlier, I'm sure I told this story about the pastor who got pulled over by a police officer. And uh, I guess he was wearing his collar, I don't know. But the police officer, one of them, he says, do you know who I am? And uh, the police officer answered, well, uh, uh, sir, brother, pastor, uh, uh, God may forgive you, but the state of Georgia doesn't. And so he got a ticket, which he should get a ticket. And that's the way that is, because whether you're a pastor or whether you're this or whether you're that, um, you should get a ticket. Sometimes that doesn't happen, right? Sometimes it doesn't. But God is the one who's in authority, I told this officer, I said this, the one who shot the, the other one. I said, well, let's just look at the whole thing. The kingdom of the right and the kingdom of the left. God puts you where you are. He believes in God. When he took a solemn oath, he made an oath to both the community and to God that he would, that he would protect and serve, which is exactly what he did. Now, the question is, what would God think if you did not do what you were supposed to do? You have the authority to do certain things. What would God think if you didn't do it? That's really all he needed to hear. He was done. I could go. Because the question had been answered. Because he wanted to know what God thought. And once he knew what God thought, he was good to go. And I think maybe a that's a, a kind of a smart thing to do because maybe that's what we need to do is we need to check in uh, with what God thinks. And God thinks a lot of things that, man, I tell you, 
you know, just reading, reading this morning and hearing God's Word. And I read, hey, you know, if your hand causes you to sin, hey, cut it off. Uh, uh, are we, uh, I guess a lot of Christians are doing pretty well, right? Because I don't see Christians walking around with missing hands or missing feet, missing eyeballs. Or maybe we don't take it seriously. I don't know. But I guess the point is that where are you going to be? And I, I think the thing is for us, when we realize that God is the ultimate authority, and we are under God, whether you believe or whether you don't believe, uh, there's going to come a time where, where the accounting is going to happen. So... If you get pulled over by an officer and you just say, you know what, with all due respect, or maybe not even with any due respect at all, uh, I don't believe in your authority, and then you get that ticket, and you don't sign it, uh, you probably get arrested. Um, if you do sign it and decide, I'm just going to put it off to the side, it's going to come back to you, and it's going to get bigger, and it's going to get harder. And that's the way it is in this world. There's the law. And the law says this thing and that thing, and it really talks about misleading uh, young ones. And I, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of that going on, uh, like YouTube. If you want to go and you want to teach uh, people how to act or how to think in YouTube um, with, your, um, with those... Uh, uh, speeches, what are they called? I can't remember what they call them now. Uh, a pat, pods, yeah. These little, uh, yeah, well, the, the podcasts, that's it, podcasts, where you teach people how they should think and how they should do uh, things and how they should, and some of these things are just really far out there. And young people watch this, and that's how they learn what their next steps are. Um, one, such, uh, one such thing instructed people how to uh, break into cars. And now guess what? The most stolen cars are. Well, you know, somebody taught them how to do it. And you think that person, in God's eyes, uh, did him a service? I don't think so. I think that person uh, probably, he might, he might not, uh, or she, I guess it's a he, uh, may not uh, 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 get a, a ticket or maybe be, be prosecuted um, uh, from the civil authorities, but there's also God to pay. And that's, and, and there you have it. You have God who also uh, has an attitude or an opinion about certain things. And by the way, uh, there's no arguing with God on these things. Um. And he himself knows that in the end, and there is an end, and this is the thing, uh, because a lot of people are running around talking about just, you know, how to act here on earth, but they forget, sometimes even Christians forget, that there is a reckoning. This has been happening, and I know, you know, ever since Adam and Eve, uh, what, some 8,000, 10,000 years ago, 
Adam and Eve, you know, did their little mistake. And uh, man, that court time, you know, that time of reckoning, it's just, you know, it's just a, a speedy trial. But there is judgment, and God does visit judgment on everyone, including you and me. And that's the law, right? That's the law coming right at you. And it's scary, because if we read the Ten Commandments, and you say, eh, I'm not too bad when it comes to the Ten Commandments. Um, what did... What did uh, uh, what did our, lesson, our, our lessons tell us? Um, our lessons said that, uh, that uh, if... Uh, that the, the, the Ten Commandments are boiled down into, into two. Um, it said the second one, love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, how are we doing on that one? If you do anything that causes your neighbor harm, how, how are we doing on that one? I mean, the law does have its effect. And, uh, and God is in charge, and God is God. God demands perfection. So I'm pausing for dramatic effect because... Because you cannot erase these things, even these harsh things. If you mislead some young person who believes in God, it would be better for you if a millstone was tied around your neck and if you were drowned in the depths of the sea. Wow. There's, I mean, there are some harsh Punishments that God can dole out. Okay, are we sufficiently, <laughs> are you ready? Well, here's the thing. And we always say this, but I kind of stayed on the law so that we could once again hear that all of these things are in effect. Because I am a Christian does not mean that, that I can announce this to a police officer and he'll say, oh, very well then, go along your way. No ticket for you today. If you're a Christian and you live as if you aren't a Christian... God is the one who ends up making the decision. That's the court that you go to. And God, uh, meaning uh, your judge is Jesus Christ, the one who suffered and died for you on the cross. And if he says, depart from me, evildoer, I never knew you. And you end up, and this is in scripture. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We know you. And he says, you see, that's not the point. The point is, I don't know you. And people, in many ways, want to approach God or want to find God or they want to have some sort of an ethic that makes them feel good. But in the end, 
If God doesn't know you, it doesn't matter how you live your life. Having said that, what did Jesus Christ do for us? Some 2,000 and so years ago, before we even asked, he suffered and he died for us on the cross. And what, and what makes that important for us? Because Jesus is perfect and he obeyed the law perfectly. And when we look at in Scripture about some of the things, and, and last week he told Peter, get behind me, Satan. He called Peter Satan. And we might say, oh, well, that's just a little bit harsh there, Jesus. Uh, that was not a sin, because Jesus does not sin. When Jesus cleared the temple out and used a little bit of a, a force in doing so, uh, we might say, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, if I was in charge, maybe I would have been a little bit nicer about that. Uh, Jesus did it perfectly. And the problem is, is that since we aren't Jesus, we don't know what perfection is, do we? We sin daily. We do. But the gospel comes to us, and that gospel states that he who believes and is baptized shall be what? Saved. Saved. Why? You got a little water sprinkled on your head. And you believe in something. What makes the difference? A ritual? No. It is something that is done because... Our ultimate authority said, baptize. And then our ultimate authority gives us authority. Do you know that you have authority to treat your neighbor with love or not? You have that ability. What do you think God wants you to do? Now, I tell you, it gets a little murky. Even though the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, love your neighbor as yourself. Number one, the problem is, how well do I love myself? That's, that's, that can be a big problem. Because if you're angry all the time, and you find out that you're angry at yourself, and you practice self-sabotage, and I've seen it, where a person wants to, I want to advance to this level. Well, you're never going to do it because you keep sabotaging yourself. Everybody knows you're good at doing this, but every now and then you have one of these uh, knockdown dragouts and you ruin all the goodwill. And people can't trust you. And therefore, you will never, no matter how much you desire, You'll never reach it because people can't trust you. You have to be stable. You have to act like the job you want, right? And people who do act like the job they want usually get it because they need people higher up and that sort of thing. And if when you get that job, you prove that you are the person for the job, then you keep the job and you don't get fired. 
And that's the way it works. Why? Because it's nothing different than what God expects. Consistency. Now, are we consistent? No, not really. Well, yes and no, because we consistently sin. Do we want to? No, we don't. And when we do sin, what should be our practice? Go to God Almighty and say, God, forgive me. I'm a poor, miserable sinner. I shouldn't have done that. And then maybe you ought to go to that person, right? Because you have Matthew 18. If someone sins against you, not if somebody annoys you. My little example there is, I don't even know how many times I do it now, but I used to do this a lot, I guess. I had a pair of glasses, you know. And that annoyed somebody in the congregation that I served. It annoyed them to such an extent that they probably couldn't even hear my sermon because, you know, I kept doing that. And that person told me, you know, you need to stop doing that. And I went, you know, I, I can be at home. I can tell you this. I can be at home and I'll go like this. I don't even have my glasses on. It's such a habit for me. Maybe, uh, maybe that might be something that you could overlook. But if you can't, did I, just, did I sin against that person? No, I didn't. To sin against somebody is an entirely different thing. And maybe today we've gotten a little mixed up on what a sin is and, and what a sin isn't. And, you know, that might be a good Bible class. I don't know. You know, what is a sin and what isn't a sin? Long and the short of it is, whatever you do outside of faith is sin. Well, think about that one. Uh, what is done outside of... Like, I know God doesn't want me to do this, but... And lots of sins are done that way, even within the church. Somebody sins, and then the church drags them up in front of a voters' assembly meeting. And I haven't heard of this happening lately, but I have heard of it happening. It never happened under my watch. But they'll drag them up in front of a, uh, uh, the, the, the church, and they'll vote them out because they're doing this and they didn't change. Well, did they follow Matthew 18? Probably not because the, the leaders of the church were so spitting mad at these people uh, that they just decided, now we got our chance to get them out of here. Was that following God's will? Was that loving one another? Oh, no, we did that because we love them. And we want them to, you know, sit out there in the dark and think about what they did and come back. That's not what they're thinking at all. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. You know who, you know who knows what it is and what it's not? God Almighty. So, the thing is that today, we can all take confidence that what Jesus did was perfect. What Jesus did was, was in no way sinful. What Jesus did covers our sins. It purges our sins from us. So, when Jesus says, you are free... You are free indeed. So brothers and sisters, don't fall in love with, with getting 
back into trouble or putting yourself under the law. And a lot of people, try they do that when they look back like this and say, nobody's looking. I know I'm a Christian, but, you know, Jesus wrote a big old check and now I'm going to cover some of those, uh, I'm going to give them some expenses. And so you have it happen all the time. You have people who proclaim their Christianity, who get convicted, public servants who get convicted in the court of law, and they get told, you shouldn't have done that. Now you're going to have to pay the government. Does that mean they're not Christian? No, it doesn't. And unfortunately, it almost seems like today, if you want to meet Jesus, then it might be in jail. Because there's a lot of people who meet Jesus in jail. Should that be the way it is? No, it shouldn't. But look, if it is in jail that somebody meets Jesus, then praise be to God. Because they were lost and now they're found. And Jesus is all about that. He wants the most people to listen to him so that they can also enter life. Did you hear that? If you read it, it was, if your hand causes you to sin, chop it off, because it's better to enter life. And I don't know what that makes this, what we're living now, because we are alive, aren't we? This is life. And God is saying, yes, but not so fast. There is another gear And the only people who get to that gear are people who believe and are baptized. And yes, I do understand that Jesus uh, told the thief on the cross who made his confession just before he died uh, that today you'll be with me in paradise. And was that guy baptized? No. Here's your, here's your point. We who sin daily, who deserve nothing but death, enter life because Jesus Christ suffered and died for us on the cross and rose again. And now he's in charge. So, so you got a ticket. You go into the courthouse and you look up and there's Jesus. Jesus is the judge. And Jesus says, yep, yep, you got caught dead to rights. How do you plead? And we plead guilty and we throw ourselves on the mercy of the court. And Jesus says, you are forgiven because I suffered and I died for you. And that's the way it goes. He says, come to me. Come to me, all of you who labor on this earth, and I will give you rest. For my ways are not like your ways. And I'm a better ruler than any of the earthly rulers uh, you have out here. And, and maybe, maybe sometimes I'll send you a real stinker so that you can realize that I'm much better than that person, and you'll turn to me. 
And in the end, sometimes rosy, sunshiny days happen, and sometimes cloudy, cold days happen. All so that we will pay attention to the one who is the most high, God Almighty. You believe. That's good. Now, continue to ask God, which way shall I go? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We uh, continue with um, sharing the, the peace of the Lord with one another. The peace of the Lord be with you always. God's peace. God's peace be with you. God's peace be with you. God's peace be with you. God's peace. God's peace. Judy. God's peace be with you. God's peace. God's peace. Benjamin. God's peace. Ilya, God's peace. God's peace. God's peace be with you. Baruch. God's peace. God's peace. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Rebecca. 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 I don't want to have to run after you. God's peace. I wanted you to run out of the Oh, okay. I don't think I, uh... I had to run after this one. Oh, did you? God's peace.
All right, let's rise for prayer. That, um, uh, there's one announcement. I have a question about Raleigh and Kathy. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Blessed Lord, you have promised that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst of them. Hear the prayers of your people and grant our supplication. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have sent us pastors as watchmen. Let them be ever faithful in calling sinners to repentance and joyfully announcing your forgiveness to those who heed their warning. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, because you have made us our brother's keeper, fill us with care for the members of our earthly families and for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Forgive our sins and strengthen us to live so we owe no one anything except to love each other. Lord, in your mercy. Righteous God, you give leaders to every nation and people. Grant us good and wise public servants to bear the sword righteously. Defend the innocent and punishing uh, wrongdoers. Guard those who protect us, especially our armed forces, police, and firefighters. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, look with compassion upon those who are struggling with illness, grief, loneliness, or any malady, especially those people. We have listed in our bulletin, and the, and the list is long. Um, reassure them of your love, which, um, uh, like that of a shepherd who seeks and saves um, the one lost sheep. And we ask specifically that you would be with the uh, family and friends of Raleigh Nielsen, who um, suffered death in a car accident, and Kathy Nielsen, who was injured in that same accident. Um, we ask that you would lay your hand upon this family. Andy Mayo, uh, um, recovering from surgery. Family and friends of Harold Perkle, somebody we've been praying, uh, having in our prayers for a long time, um, who, who died last Sunday. And uh, uh, Joni uh, Baffel, who uh, has a, a diagnosis of cancer. And then uh, um, R.J. Dolan, um, uh, prayers of thanksgiving, newborn of Gabriel and Ryan Dolan, uh, the grandparents, uh, Dwight and Lisa Witter. So um, we give you thanks for that. And here we have uh, in our prayers and in our thoughts both uh, new life and death. And so uh, we ask that you would uh, hear us and be with these families and be with these individuals. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, because you desire that none of your little ones should perish and because sin is constantly crouching at our door, we beg you to call us back to yourself when we are tempted to stray. Deliver us from temptation and keep us in the faith. Make us humble like little children, seeing how your Son humbled himself for us and for our salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
we <clears throat> we continue uh, with the collect of the day. Let us pray together. O oh God, we thank you for your Son, who chose the path of suffering for the sake of the world. Humble us by your example. Point us to the path of obedience, and give us strength to follow his commandments. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, Read, mark, learn, and take them to heart that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The morning prayer. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the light of the world. The light no darkness can overcome. A reading from Mark. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. A reading from John. Jesus said, very truly... I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. A reading from 2 Corinthians. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. In baptism, God brings us into his family and calls us his own. By baptism, God gives us the gift of faith, love, life, forgiveness, and strength, and asks us to respond in faithfulness to him and in service to others. Let us... Uh, <clears throat> Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for the new life you have given us through holy baptism. Especially, we ask you to bless Jason Bettisworth, uh, Shalita Thomas, Thomas Thompson, Emma Vickers, Marcia Davies, Nolan Shedd, Stephen Nielsen, Ethan Carter, Christy Walker, Ashley Thibodeau, Jean Hornod, Morgan 
Grunther, Austin Thibodeau, Martha Conrad, Amanda Thibodeau Carter, and Rebecca Clayson. On the anniversaries of their baptisms, continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and increase in them their gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. The benediction. Let us bless the Lord. Thank you, God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Our closing hymn, 917.